Okay, those that know me, anyway. Welcome to uh, people who are visiting us today with your family uh, or your friends. Uh, We pray that you are encouraged um, through today. Um, I just want to speak just briefly this morning uh, with the message that the Lord gave me. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can gather around your word this morning. Father, we thank you for the ministry of your spirit amongst us. And God, we thank you for what you're doing, God, in hearts and lives. And Lord, at this time, as we remember you, Jesus, as, as we acknowledge you, Lord, my prayer is that we would make room, not just today, but every day, that we would make room as the things of this world seek to clutter in, God, that we would just make room for you. So we commit this word to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 66, this is what the Lord says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where could you possibly build a house for me? Where would my resting place be? We think about the creator of the heavens and earth. He spoke and he created. You know, there was, there was day, there was, there, was, there was night, there was the stars, there was, there was the plants, there was the animals, and there was Adam and there was Eve. Where could we possibly build a house? What kind of house could we possibly build for God? He doesn't need all the gold. He doesn't need all the silver. He doesn't need all the, all the bells and whistles. He doesn't need that stuff. He said in verse 2, it says, My hand made all these things, and so they came into being. But this is my declaration. I will look favorably on the kind of person, on this kind of person, one who is humble, submissive in spirit, and trembles at my word. To bring it down to really simple language is he's looking for hearts. He's looking for people that will, that will humble themselves and recognize that they have a need for a saviour, that they have a need for Jesus. The Lord is after hearts. And so the question is, on this Christmas day, what has your heart? What has your heart? We live in a society that often gets people where, where people get their identity out of what they, they have or what they don't have. They get their identity out of titles, careers, achievements, positions. They get their identity out of all kinds of things. Parents nowadays often think that, you know, that I show my kids how much I love them by how much I give them. And we see, you know, you know, kids walking around with the latest gadgets and the latest toys, you know, and, and, and uh, parents think, think that they're doing the right thing. But yet I spend a lot of my year ministering to people who have never had a mum or a dad that have said to them, I love you and I'm so proud of you. See, we think by giving people stuff, it fixes this and they feel a sense of love. But it just means we end up, we just want more stuff. We've never done the, the, the Santa thing in our home. In fact, we got in trouble sometimes through our boys who used to go to school and say there is no thing as Santa. And it was purely because we wanted Jesus to be the center. But it wasn't, wasn't just one of the things, one of the words of the songs that they sing, it's if you've been naughty or nice. Now, that actually gives people a wrong idea of what love actually is. 
What about the kids who are asking Santa for certain thing and they don't get it? What do they feel all of a sudden? Oh, I haven't been good enough. I don't think we understand what we put our kids under when we think about that. Can you think about that with me? I'm seeing some people going, oh, yeah, I'm seeing other people going. Mm. Can you grab that? We've, we, we, we put on our kids conditional love. If you are good enough, I will give you this. But if you are not, I won't. And as I said, I spend so much of my year ministering to people who, who it's not about stuff. They just wanted a mum or a dad. These are grown men and women who never had a mum or a dad who just said, I love you and I am so proud of you. Not for what they did or didn't do, but because that they were their son or their daughter and said, I am so proud of you. And people carry around rejection, they carry around hurt, they carry around all kinds of things because they've never had a mum or a dad that have spoken that into their life. It's not about stuff. And so what, what, what has our heart? It, it can be the stuff of this world. Where's our focus at? Jesus didn't come to bring more stuff. He came to bring salvation. He came to help us to get rid of the stuff that clutters our hearts that we would know him. You know, there are people all over the place that can testify that Jesus is alive. You know, people breaking free. We're talking about yesterday, addictions, various habits, destructive behaviors. Jesus came to set the captives free. He's not just another idol on the shelf next to all the other gods. He is the one true living God, and that's why we celebrate him today. Is there an amen? I've been sensing, you know, it's interesting when that COVID period came and the governments, you know, did their thing and they shut everything down and people started to, I think there was a sense of what is life really about? I think more people started to question what things are about. But I think in the aftermath, I think many people have just gone back to what they had. Rather than going, hang on a minute, there was something that shifted and there was, a, there was a time where I was just home with my family and I started to realize that people were more important than possessions because that's what I was hearing. But it seems like we've just reverted back. Our society's just reverted back again. And I think the Lord's saying to us this Christmas is what do we need to declutter in our hearts to make room? In Matthew, um, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is speaking here and he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What do you treasure in life? Is it your latest car? Is it your front lawn? Is it the latest pair of sneakers that you can't wear today because it's going to rain and you can't have them get dirty? It's interesting, isn't it? But yet there are societies full of people 
that, you know, will not get a mark on their car. They'll park in the furthest spot of the car park. They're out there mowing their lawn every single day of the week. You know, they're, they're doing these things. What do we treasure? This stuff in the end is just stuff. People matter. That's why the father sent his only son. Because people matter to him. And people should matter to us. Jesus came that we would know what love really is. Love is actually selfless. God demonstrated his love for us. It says in scripture, God demonstrated his love for us by sending his one and only son for us, that we will be saved. People matter. What would our society look like if people actually started to understand that people matter? You know, people, people have names. We go to the latest or the coffee shop and we get a number. We go to Centrelink, we get a number. We go to Medicare, we get a number. We go to places and we get a number. And we're often known by numbers. The government gives us all types of numbers. So many numbers you have to write them down because you can't remember all the numbers. But God knows you by name. He knows you by name. We can carry around clutter, can't we? We can carry around clutter that we don't need. Jesus goes on to say in Matthew 6, he says, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or what um, or about your body or what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the, the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Receive that this morning. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? Can anyone add a moment to your life by worrying? What is, in fact, what does worrying do? Takes away our life. Takes away the joy. We have this thing in our stomach where we just kind of, you know, and they doctors say that there's gases and things get built up through stress and anxiety and worry. It takes it away. Because, so why, why do you worry about clothes? Observe the wildflowers of the field. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, O you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what will we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you also need them. You need them. See, he knows that we need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will, will worry about itself, for each day has enough trouble of its own. Concentrate on today. Live today. 
Don't allow the things of this world to clutter your heart. But when I'm talking about things, I'm not just talking about cars and new clothes and shoes and bikes and motorbikes and jet skis and whatever else is out there. I'm not talking about that because our heart can also be cluttered with such things as stress, worry, anxiety, hurt, unforgiveness. These things can also clutter up our heart and we don't have the room for Jesus that we think we do. So my question and I guess my challenge to you today is what is cluttering your heart? And will you allow the Lord to declutter those things that need to be removed that you would begin to truly know him or for for many of you know him more and more? For there is a joy. There's a joy that is without limits. There's a hope that is without understanding. There's life and there's life abundance. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding, even in the midst of stuff. The joy, the hope, the love, the peace that only comes from Christ. The joy in the midst of the battle. The hope in the struggle. The peace. In the turmoil, it only comes from Christ. So declutter. Make room. Make room in your heart. Make room in your life. Receive the greatest gift that could ever be given, and that's Jesus. The gift of salvation, of eternal life. Receive the gift. We're not talking about another religion. We're, we're talking about a relationship. We're talking about an encounter with the God who made you and knows the number of hairs on your head. And he's given us a choice. We are faced with choices every day, aren't we? Do I buy this present? Do I not buy this present? Do I go out for dinner? Do I not go out for dinner? Do I go and see that person? Do I not go and see that person? Do I hold on to that offence or do I not hold on to that offence? We are faced with all kinds of decisions. Do I apply for that new job? Do I not apply for that new job? We're faced with all kinds of decisions every day. And yet the greatest decision often gets missed because of the clutter. I remember years and years and years ago, my simple prayer was, God, if you're real, Reveal yourself to me. It's as simple as that. God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. He will, because he's just looking for our yes. He's just looking for a heart that prays that simple prayer. God, I want to know you. Show yourself to me. We've given reference this morning to the verses from Isaiah chapter 9 that says in verse 6, it says, for a child will be born for us and a son will be given to us and the government will be upon his shoulders and he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. 
You probably can't see that from a distance, maybe. Jesus is the light of the world. He's our comforter. He's our life. Gives us guidance, patience. If you took the time to come up and read it, Jesus is truly the greatest gift that's ever been given. So what has your heart? And where is your heart? I'm probably just going to leave you with that. Lord, we thank you this morning Father, we thank you. We thank you that you so loved the world that you gave your one and only Son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We thank you, Jesus, that you came as a babe. You came. You came in all humility. But you continue to serve in all humility. Your declaration, I came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom. Lord, we thank you today for your gift and your continual gift. We thank you, God, today that your grace is sufficient, that your power is made perfect in weakness. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for the continual gifts that you continue to give us. But, Lord, we thank you today for the gift of salvation that is in Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we ask that you would continue to remove in us anything that needs to be removed. Lord, that our hearts would be decluttered, that our desires wouldn't be for the things of this world, but that our desires would be for the things of heaven. And, Lord, that you would be front and centre, that you would be the focus. Because we thank you this morning that you came to set the captives free. You came to bring life. You came to bring hope. You came to bring joy. Lord, we are reminded in your word that it is the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But you came to have to bring us life and to have life in abundance. So, Lord, we thank you today. Lord, we pray that you would open up our eyes to see more clearly. You'd open up our ears to hear more clearly. And that our hearts would be open to receive the greatest gift that, was, that has ever been given. Jesus. We worship you. We declare that you are our King. We declare that you are our Lord. There is no one else like you. Amen. If you need prayer for anything this morning, please come and receive prayer. We've actually had some miracles that happened from Christmas Day. If you need a touch from God, if you need healing in your body, there's something in you that says, I need to know this, Jesus. You need a word of encouragement. We have people here who will pray with you. Don't leave this place without being prayed for. Amen. Amen. May our hearts be decluttered. that may our hearts be open to the Lord, but also to one another. You know, it doesn't take 
a prophetic person to walk down the street of Bundaberg and realize that there are many people that need hope, that need joy, that need healing, that need peace. You are that person in Christ to give that to them. Amen. Amen.